Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Best on the Block. I'm Kimberly Morrison of the BMP Brand, a nonprofit marketing agency building the community one brand, one business at a time. Best on the Block, um, as some may know, and I'm going to introduce to some, um, provides you with personal and business brand coaching and guidance. Visit us at www.bestontheblock.com and we'll be glad to partner with you so that you can become best on the block. As I always open a little um, nuggets of information about marketing and branding. The aim of marketing is to know and understand the customer so well that the product or the service fits the customer and sells itself. Your brand lies somewhere in the middle of how you make them feel, what you say, and what you do. Are you, ask yourself the question, are you marketing your service, your product, or your story? Welcome. Now, this episode um, is a continuation of our Survive the Next 365 series, where we are exploring the book Survive the Next 365 by Arthur Clark Garrison. Uh, this particular episode explores the section, the instructions. Be sure to go back and listen to the series. Uh, this book is intended with intention. Uh, Survive the Next 365, I'll say that again. This book was written to have intention. The author Clark Garrison explains in this particular chapter that reading Survive the Next 365 just cover to cover will not lead to success unless you follow a certain set of instructions, unless you have an intention. The author explores that without commitment to change, there is no change. So commitment to this process will create a lifestyle change, hence hopefully change your life. He states reading about change is not enough, that you have to do something with that information that you read to make the change. And that's totally up to you and I to do that. With that said, at the end of each chapter, here's the first part of the instructions. At the end of each chapter, there are exercises to complete. And the encouragement is to not skip a one, to actually complete them. These exercises cause you to rethink the information that you read and learned, and it provides clear calls to action. Think of this process like anything else in life. The more you put in, the more you get out. Like an exercise regimen, you can't just watch Billy Blanks on the video. You have to actually do what he's doing. The first and main set of instructions for this journey, in addition to making sure that you follow those exercises, is to write it down, to create a record. Now, if you're reading with me, and I hope you are, and if you're not, go to uh, Amazon.com and get a copy of Survive the Next 365. The author has made it available for this time for just 99 cents. So real simple process. Just get your Kindle version of Survive the Next 365. If you're reading with me, you'll see that the author's specific instructions are to journal. I'm going to modify that a bit um, for practicality's sake. I interpret and encourage you to journal 
and everyone to begin to document your journey. There are millions of ways to do it in addition to just traditional journaling as the author suggests. Now journaling is great, but it's not everyone's thing. It's not everyone's documentation language, right? And we want to remain consistent. That is what I get from this in this part of the instructions. And in the instructions chapter is to do the work and in a consistent and intentional manner to get the optimal results for yourself. Journaling, of course, provides a call to action to daily reflect on your journey. Hence, the exercises at the end of each chapter also provide that intentional call to action. It provides a call to action um, to what you've read. My point is, to give you an addition to journaling, is documenting consistently takes on different looks depending on who you are and your ways of working. How you document and what ways of recording and documenting will you do will determine how consistent you are. Wow, we're about to make what really appears to be a small decision, but it's really huge because if you make the wrong one, you may get off track in this journey, but if you make the right one, you'll be consistent in the instructions that are given. So let's ask that again. During this journey, make a decision. How will you document? How will you record your work? How will you keep notes on the exercises at the end of each chapter and the answers and next steps? The author specifically used journaling. This worked for him. But if you select journaling and that is not something that you enjoy doing or it's not your thing, you will for sure not do the work and keep the records needed. You will not be following the instructions. For example, some people don't take physical notes. They audio record. My daughter um, knows she needs to make constant lists and to have those to refer back to, but she doesn't like that process too much. So she does what I call the Mary Jane Paul method, if you've ever watched Being Mary Jane. Um, she puts everything on post-it notes and covers her wall like wallpaper with her intentions, her goals, her to-do list, and everything else. Um, my mother kept a date book, well, more specifically, she kept an at-a-glance, and everything was in it. Um, her prayers for the day, you know, what she intended on eating, what she needed to get from the grocery store, what her schedule was like, what meetings did she have, what assignments she needed to do. Um, and then she had a separate, she was a school teacher, so she always had that in addition to, you know, um, her teacher's planning book that had all the lessons and stuff for that month, day, or what have you. Um, now, to me, has been introduced a really awesome product that I'm so in love with. Okay, don't take this as an endorsement. Don't even say, you know, that because these people aren't paying me. But I was recently introduced to the Happy Plan. Oh, it is just that, too. I am really, normally... A person who does write notes, I have calendars, I have journals, I have, you know, notebooks for various projects. But the Happy Planner happily brought it all into one book. And it's cute. It makes it fun. 
it makes the mundane of having to daily write down, you know, what my schedules are, my notes, my projects, it makes it really fun. Um, some people like whiteboards. Um, other like others like keeping notes on their phone in the notes section of an iPhone or what have you. Uh, my son does that often. Again, select what is best for you, but make sure that you stay committed and consistent. How do you keep track of things? How do you document? Where do you write notes? Consistency is the key. And remember this whole keeping written records might be new for some of us. The other thing is to take into account is remember what we're about to document and put into writing for the record are our innermost thoughts, our fears, insecurities, our triumphs, our processes, and our passions. Are we ready to have these things available in writing to reflect on and reread? So, in addition to the format in which you will record, be open and transparent in what you will make note of. While personally I am a writer and written documentation comes naturally, what we're about to document does not. It's a bit different, especially for someone like me who is an introvert. Don't laugh. I'm serious. Yes, I am a complete and utter introvert. Webster's defines being an introvert as someone who is shy, reserved, and likes spending time alone. Of course, the first part is not me. I'm not shy at all. I won't lie and say that. And I'm conservative, but not really reserved. But I do like spending time alone. The Urban Dictionary unpacks it a bit more. So bear with me. It's a long definition. The Urban Dictionary defines being an introvert as someone who prefers to spend time alone in order to recharge their inner being. An introvert may appear to be reserved to others, but that is not necessarily an accurate label. I'm still on the definition. Um, being among groups of friends, family, and even strangers can be wonderfully stimulating and joyous occasions. Interacting with people and attention to multiple sources of stimuli tends to draw down or deplete an introvert's energy. Totally me. The last part of the definition says this causes them to eventually withdraw, spend time alone just to recharge and re-energize. The last, the last sentence of the definition states, small talk and pointless conversations tend to draw down an introvert's energy very rapidly. With that said, yes, world, I'm an introvert. So documenting and sharing so much about myself can be a total nightmare. Most introverts are extremely elusive and private. I'm no different. Sharing can not only be draining, but it can be daunting and terrifying all at the same time. So let's unpack why for an introvert, this whole process um, of journaling, documenting, and making note of what I'm going through with Survive the Next 365 can be crazy and pretty hard. In addition to enjoying being alone and needing to recharge often, one of the key true traits of an introvert as defined by um, 
Myers-Briggs type indicator studies are that introverts are very self-aware. Because introverts tend to be inward turning, they also spend a great deal of time examining their own internal experiences. Uh, if you feel like you have a very good knowledge and insight into yourself, your motivations, and your feelings, you might be more of an introvert than you think. Um, according to uh, Myers-Briggs type indicator studies, introverts tend to enjoy simply thinking about and examining things in their own minds about themselves. Self-awareness and self-understanding is important to introverts. So they often devote a great deal of time to learning more about themselves. This might involve exploring hobbies they enjoy, um, thinking and exploring, and you know, really being intentional about their own lives, um, reading books that explore themes and topics that are important to them. If you feel that you are self-aware and enjoy gaining deep knowledge about yourself, then you may be more of an introvert than you think. There you have it. As an introvert, I think I know myself better than anyone. I am constantly examining and re-examining my life situations, my decisions, my moves. So this whole writing down and doing additional exercise to explore myself yet again and yet in another way can be, well, something I just don't want to do. Or at least do consistently. So I think I know it. We all feel this way, I know. I may not know everything, but I do know myself. That's how I think. No one can tell me anything I don't know about me. That is what I thought before hitting this roadblock that has led me to this particular point in this particular journey. Like the author, I recently reached a real roadblock roadblock professionally, which always spills over to your personal life because of the self-esteem and financial implications of a career slump. I felt as though all that I had observed and developed about myself was in question. I always felt and exhibited a sense of confidence and strength. Once you have a big and unexpected life circumstance like losing or big altercation of your career, um, what you thought you saw in the mirror looks completely different. All that education seems futile, all your connections and big time relationships appear rather muted and gray, and to add to that, my life support in human form is no longer here in the flesh, meaning I lost my mother in 2015, and who just by her presence could let me know I am who I am is no longer here. Yes, we all, at least most of us, believe in Christ and have a relationship with God and pray for better days. Um, but if we admit to ourselves that in the bad times, faith is as hard as breathing underwater, it is often those humans that God put in our lives that are able to give us that immediate physical comfort in times of need while we meditate, pray, and be all spiritual and reading our scriptures. So, to go back to me being an introvert, 
my circle is extremely tight and small. So without my mother here to be able to share the despair that I was feeling, the confusion, um, I continued to move for a while in a state of internal and utter turmoil. As I shared at the beginning of this series, to get to a different result, I am personally trying to do a different thing and not just look to myself for my own understanding, but to get and ask for help. Hence, my journey for, you know, through Survive the Next 365. A part of that is, like I just stated, following this journey as we both learn, as we all learn, how to survive the next 365. The instructions, which is this section of the book, are to journal or document. So decide and be intentional about what method will you use? What will be your journaling, your documentation method? And let's be ready for the next step in this journey to survive the next 365. Thanks everybody. This is Kimberly Paget Morrison. Um, I'd also like to say thank you again to Kablastic Village for the amazing intro music and um, good day to you. Talk to you next time.